I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Two local women, one a talented writer who, although retired, writes a really brilliant weekly column for women on Wednesday supplement of the Evening Echo. And a talented illustrator and artist whose work varies from large scale corporate murals to children's animated movies have joined forces to create a wonderful children's book about a lovable scrappy kitten who is desperate to find a loving home. The book is called Scrap the Cat Finds a Home and author Sue Russell and illustrator and artist Margaret McKenna from Oldcastle join me on the line now. How are we doing ladies? Good morning, thanks. How are you? Now I'm going to go to Sue first of all. Sue, firstly congratulations on the book. It's gorgeous. I've been reading this to my son the past few nights. He loves it and we are big cat lovers in our house you see. So, uh, you know, bound to kind of touch a chord with us. Now I know you're a cat lover yourself and it was one cat in particular that kind of stole your heart and was the inspiration for this book. Isn't that right? Absolutely. It was a little kitten that turned up actually in my neighbour's yard and I heard him, I heard something meowling one Saturday afternoon and went through and there was this little little white and marmalade ball of fluff. Now, I, I wasn't initially a cat lover, I have to say. Uh, he came, I gave him a bowl of tuna, I gave him some milk and I thought, what am I going to do with him? So I went to my local animal sanctuary, the Kitten Cottage in Virginia, and I said to Maura Egan, I said, Maura, I have a lovely cat for you. Um, I can't be doing with cats. I'm working and, you know, I have nothing to do with animals. And she smilingly took him in. And, of course, I thought about it over the weekend and went back to her on Monday. And lo and behold, scrapped it with me for 10 years. It was <laughs> wonderful and has converted me to cats. Well, there you go. You see, there people who don't who aren't cat lovers can't understand this. There's kind of sometimes a bond just happens. I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, I really do. Uh, and it, it, as you said, you know, it took you a little while to to warm to him, but he became a cat that you know you didn't mind sort of sleeping on furniture and leaving long hair everywhere. Isn't that right? Oh, absolutely not. He went from sleeping out in the shed to sleeping on the bed. Uh, you know, it, he was just an incredible cat. I mean, I'm, I'm sure everybody says that, but he was, you know, the, all the whole neighbourhood knew him. Because he was white, you could spot him up the field and he would sit on fence, fence posts and observe sheep. He, he used to herd sheep along the hedgerow. You know, he was just incredible. Um, he really was. But I never knew where he came from because, as I say, he arrived one afternoon, a little ball of fur in my neighbour's yard. And he was, I did try and, I mean, I did try and find out who owned him because he was so beautiful. 
beautiful. I thought somebody must have missed him, but I never found who owned him. Um, so last year then, uh, during the whole lockdown thingy, I was thinking about him. I'd always had it in the back of my mind to, to write a story about Scrap because he had such an adventurous life. And I began to imagine his backstory. So that's what this book is. It's, it's Scrap's imagined backstory till he finally arrives in my neighbour's yard and is found by me and we fall in love and <laughs> we live happily ever after. You do live happily ever after. Now tell me about Scrap in this book because he is unique. He's not like his brothers and sisters. He's kind of a little bit like the ugly duckling, isn't he? He's a little bit like the ugly duckling, exactly, because his his I'm imagining that his dad was a marmalade cat and his mum was pure white and he was just a mixture of both. Um, he's a beautiful long-haired cat and um, so he was a little bit of an outsider and, you know, he, 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 he they were all getting adopted, you know, as cats mm. do and he was left the last of his litter and Margaret illustrated beautifully the lovely little, little uh, image of him looking out over the fields because he had this adventurous spirit and he was wondering, why is nobody taking me, you know, wondering would he ever leave the farmyard, you know, um, and... Uh, so, so that 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 was it. He 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 eventually found his home for sure. He does, and we're definitely going to talk about these illustrations in a minute because they're stunning. But mm-hmm. you know, although you are a writer writing for the Evening Echo, and the column, by the way, is brilliant. I've I stumbled upon it researching for this, and it's just brilliant. <laughs> you write about everything, which is fantastic. Um, but is this your first attempt at writing a book? And also, why did you want to write specifically for children? It is my first attempt at writing a book. Uh, as you say, I have been writing this column for about 10 years and love it. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. It's, um, it covers ev- anything and everything. And um, I suppose I, over the years, like I have two grandchildren for a start. Um, so I thought, well, they would provide my perfect audience. And I'm not, I, I would never regard myself as a creative writer. Most, all my columns are based on things that happened to me from last week's leaky roof to the previous <laughs> week's uh, disaster with my camper van. So most of it, it it's not, I'm not uh, creative in that sense. I don't dream up imaginary characters. So, um, and I've, you know, my kids always loved Scrap and I always used to love telling them with my grandchildren, I should say, telling them about Scrap's adventures and they loved him as well. And we, we he, he actually is, uh, died since, but we have a little sort of, burial mound in the garden and whenever my grandchildren come up they we always go and visit Scrappy's grave um, so I suppose that's why it was I thought it was something short um, not terribly taxing to do and uh, just appealed to my uh, imagination and because he was just a fab, uh, fabulous cat I, I, you know it, it, it lended itself I suppose yeah. to that Yeah it really does and you dedicate the book to your grandchildren and you have an unusual nickname Granny Ba which I really want to talk about where did we get this nickname from? Granny Ba. Well, I suppose Joe, who's the eldest, he was about a year and a half, maybe two, and he was up visiting me. And at the time, my neighbour uh, was lambing in the sheds next door and there was lots of little baby lambs. And I said, come on, we go up and look at them. And somehow or another, the baths, you know, I just yeah. the baths and they're all going ba. And when he got home, he was able to string words <laughs> together like Granny and Ba. 
And somehow the two words came together and I became Granny Ba. I love it. I love it. So I have remained for 11 years. I feel like Granny Ba could have like a series of adventures as well in the book. That could be another one for you. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. But, um, you know, was it challenging? I mean, you're writing the column, you know, that's pressure enough. You have deadlines to meet that kind of thing. But I imagine it's a very different kettle of fish altogether writing a book for kids. Did you find it challenging or did you find it a great distraction throughout all the lockdown and everything? both actually because I you know um, I'm a long way from being a child myself but I've read a lot of children's stories over the years to my own children and you know and to uh, my grandchildren and I didn't want it to be too babyish mm. you know what I mean um, and so the, the language in it I suppose would be for a competent reader themselves or for to be to be read too um, but it was a great uh, escape if you like from the dreaded uh, C word yeah. um, and I, I started it as I say early early in the proceedings last year and then I kind of left it there and so earlier this year then February uh, January, February I found that tough going this year I, no more than you know most of the population there was something about January and February this year which oh, yeah. was a bit of a struggle you know so I dug it out again and I got in touch with Margaret and so that kind of got me over the hump of January and February and then I'm I was a typesetter in the previous life as well so I did the kind of book design and layout and then got in touch with the publishing crowd and the rest is history. The rest is history. It's in a book. Now, I have to bring in Margaret because these illustrations are absolutely stunning. Margaret, great to have you uh, on 11 to 1 and great to chat to you again. again. Uh, but uh, tell me, how did you and Sue strike up this relationship, this partnership in terms of the book? Oh, well, I've known Sue a long time, um, first of all, through different community organisations. And in fact, I actually met Scrap, the, the real Scrap the Cat, several times myself over the years and followed his adventures on um, on this little blog that um, Sue would have had little sort of pieces on Facebook, like a little blog about him every now and again. And so I, would, I was familiar with his sort of adventurous side and all the little adventures he got up to. And so I suppose, I, as I say, I worked with Sue in, at many different things over the years. And um, I was delighted now, to be honest, when she approached me, because like Sue herself, uh, she was saying that how this early part of the year was very hard. I found mm. the early part of the year very hard as well, because normally I would be doing, been doing art, teaching art in, in here in my cabin and that. And of course, everything is shut down. So I was really at a bit of a loss. And um um, we it was great. We ha- we met up in our, our business meetings, which were consisted of w- walks in the woods because it was really what, <laughs> what we, all we could do. And it was great, though. It was a great way to stretch the legs and have a chat at the same time in nice surroundings as well. You know. Um, and, the, and this is where, yeah, it absolutely nature. fantastic being at one with, with nature and everything. Now, these remind me of illustrations you'd see in books from my childhood. They're extremely detailed. Um, you've captured scraps so beautifully. Was there that little bit of pressure, though, because there was a real scrap that you had to yeah. kind of capture the essence of them? Yes, there is. There is. Well, I must say, first of all, I must say Sue was really good because when she when I met her, she was really definite about what she wanted. You know, um, I mean, with, and yes, giving me a load of scope at the same time to you know to express it. But she's very clear. She she had she had said to me she would really like old what she considered like old fashioned kind of pictures. In other yes. words, not sort of we had you know the way models. Not I mean, there's a huge range of type of illustrations out nowadays. Anything from what we say quote unquote old fashioned to much more abstract 
abstract versions and she did not want say flat colour with kind of maybe sort of geometrical shape type of things that type of, she really wanted what it was a storybook and as you say it, it reminds you of a, a storybook of a kid and that's what I wanted to get to I wanted that kind of feeling like I had as a kid open a book with lots of detail in it and lots of things to talk about in the picture so she kind of had sort of said that to me in a sense and that was great for me to know that this is what she wanted it's great for an artist to know like yeah. you want to you want to illustrate literally what they want you know what I mean the, what the essence of the book is about and that's what I want and of course the main thing of course was scrap and you had to I, be perfect I, I yeah scrap. and to try and get across this little character um, was and actually I, I really did I really was quite funny because when I was doing the book I was really getting into his little character you know I was saying I'm become, you know I'm feeling kind of quite scrappy you know it was really like yeah. I could get into his little headset you know um, well I mean you've got some gorgeous pictures of him uh, looking alarmed when he's in the car he decides to go for a nap under the bonnet of the car also when he's got uh, he's dreaming of yeah. uh, a mouse col- covered in jam like it's gorgeous and it's like kind of got that Beatrix Potter Enid Blight kind of vibe going on is it painted then Margaret? Yeah well that's the other thing that Sue had said to me that she her preference was to do was watercolour Yes Um, She loves watercolour so that was the main medium I used was watercolour and I just used a little bit of that white um, acrylic marker I call just for highlights but really the main medium in it was was watercolour and I think that also lends it to that more slightly um, timeless kind of older style rather mm. than something that's very digital although I mean there's some amazing digital uh, stuff out at the moment but at the same time it gives it a slightly older sense to it you know because a lot of the older pictures were done in a sort of water based um, illustrative work you know so that's where I, I so that's why I found it it was a it was a really good choice even from her point of view to, to, to go down that route Oh it brings the book alive it really does I've got one more question though for Sue because Sue I feel like Scrap could definitely have a, another series Series uh, of adventures or of books. Have you any plans to write another? Well, there's a that he was a very, as I say, adventuresome cat. So I think I'll have to bring him to life. I've already had a couple of people say who've read the book to their children, saying, "Oh, where's the next book?" Yeah. So I'm going to have to get my head around <laughs> around that. <laughs> and no doubt that can be my project absolutely and no doubt Margaret's on board to, 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 to colour in and illustrate uh, oh, the next absolutely. the next one absolutely so how can people get their hands on this lovely book okay it's, it's in a couple of bookshops uh, and places around Old Castle the, the megalithic centre up at Loch Crew, the Loch Crew Gardens it's in Kells in the A&M news agents um, I, it's also available online if you Google um, Amazon Books you can buy it online or from the publisher I went through um, a kind of an online publisher One of, like because I've been involved in publishing for years the hardest part the easy bit is the writing yeah. the hard part is the selling and distribution so I mean I could have gotten couple of hundred books printed myself and be wandering the streets of Ireland trying to sell them. So I went through a crowd called Choice Publishing. They're actually based in Drada. They are, yes. They have a a website and if you um, have a look at their website you can order it. Or finally if people email me at scrapthecat at yahoo.com I will post them out one. That is all one word. That is brilliant. Well listen, congratulations on a, a gorgeous, gorgeous book. Thank you so, so much both of you for joining me on the show today. Thank you very much, Sinead. Thanks a million. Scrap the Cat Finds a Home. That's the name of it. Sue Russell is the author. You can get it, as she mentioned. There are many betting places, but that email address again, scrapthecat at yahoo.com. 11 to 1 on LMFM.